Welcome to the Rush Podcast. I'm your host, AJ. And I'm not going to be hosting this show alone. I have a co-host. His name is Shelby. We met when we were younger. We played baseball together for several years. Then we still talk to this day. Um, yeah, it'll take me a little while getting used to everything. Speaking of new, the NBA season started last night. And it was, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. Two basketball games with two teams, one from both games, going through a little bit of drama in the offseason. We all know the Warriors going through what they went through with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. We'll get more into that later on. Also, the Celtics and their head coach problems. But... Before we get into all of that, let's talk predictions, NBA predictions. Me, personally, my MVP candidates right now, I think, is Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid. And let me tell you why. Joel Embiid is just looking more dominant each and every time I watch him on my TV. And I like that about him. He he looks like a big man. Last night he had 15 rebounds. 26 points. That was pretty good, especially on night one. And my second is Anthony Davis. Um, Anthony Davis, I just feel like he's going to have a year solely because of his injuries last year and him not being able to be healthy. Um, I've seen him, he looked more fluid on the court. You know, I did have a moment where I held my breath. He hit the ground and I held my breath. I was scared, but he got back up and kept playing. And my finals champions this year, I think the Warriors are going to go back to back. Because there is a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong. There is a lot of talent in the Western Conference. But I don't think there's any team that compares to the Golden State Warriors. It's just, they have a lot of scorers. They have bench players. Three of their starters can drop 25-plus points anytime. Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. Yeah, speaking of Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins, the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers and the Warriors played at 10 o'clock last night. Final score being 123-109 to Golden State. I seen a lot of scoring last night from both games. AD had 27 points and 6 rebounds. LeBron is going after that number one spot already. With 31 points, he had 8 assists and 14 rebounds. And Russell Westbrook showed me something that I knew he was capable of. But it gets overshadowed because, I wouldn't say overshadowed, but he has more attention brought to him, if that makes sense. Because when he played with the Wizards, he was putting up the same numbers, the same amount of assists, the same amount of turnovers, same amount of points. Nobody nobody cared about it because everybody knew that the Wizards were not finals contenders. But 
Russell Westbrook put up 19 points and 11 assists. And the guy who supposedly replaced him in Patrick Beverly, I think he only had two or three points, something like that. But I know it wasn't a lot. And off the bench, Kendrick Nunn was their highest bench player or role player. He had 13 points. And on the Warriors side, though, Steph Curry scored 33 points. Andrew Wiggins, 20 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Jordan Poole had 12 points and 7 assists off the bench. Um, I'm sure Draymond Green, I think he had anywhere from 2 to 8 points. I'm not sure. But that I think it was a game. They showed the Warriors are not having any problem on the court following um, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole's incident. Um, And Jordan Poole showed that with how he played. He played with intensity. I think you want to get paid more money if we're being real here. Um, But also, but also... The Lakers play like they are looking for a championship again. Um, I know a lot of people think that the bubble championship was uh, it wasn't credible because it was a lot of players who did have COVID or that. But that's a story for another day. Um, I think LeBron in his 20th year, 20th year I think it is, um, either this year or next year, he will get another ring. I think he will get five. I think he will get number five. I also think Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Steve Kerr will get five as well. Steve Kerr, as in coaching, will get number five. Um, the other game, the earlier game, it was, it was something I had to pay attention to because three players in that game scored 35 points, that being James Harden, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. I think what won the Celtics this game is their bench scoring. Grant Williams scored 15 points. 15 points. Five for five and three for three from three-point uh, range. And Malcolm Brogdon. I haven't heard his name in uh, like a year or two. I always knew he was decent, but I haven't heard his name. He scored 16 points off the bench. The Celtics bench outscored the 76ers 34 to 11. And like I said earlier, Joel Embiid looked different. 26 points and 15 rebounds. 14 of those were defensive rebounds. That that looked pretty good. Uh, James Harden went for 35, 7, and 8. That's classic James Harden. 35 points for James Harden. 12 of them were free throws. He was 9 for 14 from the field. I think that was uh, that, that pretty much James Harden. Jason Tatum had 35 points also. He was 13 for 20 from the field. The Celtics, they was running. They was running. They had 24 fast break points. I think the NBA will be pretty fun this year. It's a lot of good teams. Um, I want to see John Morant back on the court again. I want to see what the Clippers do. More so Kawhi Leonard. 
see how he is coming off his injury. Um, with week seven approaching, let's talk about it. There are a lot of teams in the NFL that are three and three, two and four. I think there are only two, one, two and four team, and that is no, it's more than one, two and four team. But a surprising two and four team is the Denver Broncos. Now I don't know if it's just me, but I had high expectations for the Denver Broncos. I I had them either first or second place in the AFC West. It's looking like they might be third or fourth, though, not going to lie, because the Chargers, Justin Herbert, is looking nice. He's looking like him. Patrick Mahomes is going to do what Patrick Mahomes does. That's just simple. But just like NBA, here are my NFL predictions for MVP. And the Super Bowl for MVP, I have Josh Allen. He looks great this year. I I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm seeing the season that he is having. My second is Lamar Jackson. That's not just bias. We all know that he has something to play for. If he doesn't win the MVP, I think he has a chance at the Super Bowl. But the problem with Lamar Jackson is he is his own problem. And I'll get into that more later. And last but not least, my last MVP contender is Jalen Hurts. Even though I don't think the Eagles would win the Super Bowl or even get to the championship game, they still look nice. I think Jalen Hurts has the season of his life. Um, My Super Bowl contenders are, I think the Bills and the Ravens are going to be in the AFC Championship game against the 49ers. One of those teams against the 49ers. I'm liking the Niners. I'm sorry. I'm taking the Niners over Tampa Bay. Over Green Bay, over Minnesota, and over the L.A. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I said it. Debo Samuel is a force to be reckoned with. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he is showing y'all he is worth more than a one-year contract. He telling y'all, Trey Lance needs a few more years to develop. He is not ready. Speaking of the Ravens, we all know they like the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They are currently three and three. Um first in the North. Oh yay. But uh, I think to win in the division that they are in, they need to close out more games. Close out more games. Because we all know the Cincinnati Bengals all year last year, comeback win, comeback win, comeback win, comeback win. And now this year we are giving up losses, giving up losses, giving up losses. 
I just I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's offense or defense that can't close out games. Listen to this. They were playing Miami. Led in the fourth quarter 14 to 35. And they end up lo- 14 to 35. They end up losing 42 to 38. Buffalo we're leading 20 to 3. The Buffalo Bills, the Super Bowl favorites. You were beating them 3 to 20 at halftime. 3 to 20 at halftime. And end up losing 23 to 20. You telling me we didn't score any points in the second half. Yeah, and I'm saying we. I know I'm biased. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm sorry. 23 to 20. We scored nothing. And then most recently, the New York Giants. Now this one, I I feel like this one is the one that made me mad the most. The New York football Giants. And this is what I mean by Lamar Jackson is his own enemy. Because the week before... We've seen him close out the game. He made a perfect drive to end off the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens game. He played great in the fourth quarter. They end up winning, what, I think it was 19-17. to But he tried to put a couple of those together and caused two big turnovers. To help the New York Giants put more points on the board. In my head, I think the Baltimore Ravens should be 6-0 right now. 6-0. We had big leads in each of the three games we lost. And blew them all. We could have easily. Easily. Been 6-0. They're not. Another team who's doing okay, I would say, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we all know the Dallas Cowboys have a little controversy, as they would say. But I don't think so. I don't I don't know. I think Dak when Dak Prescott gets healthy, he gets his spot back. Um because Cooper Rush came in and did he was what he was supposed to do. I don't know why he's getting all this big hype. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's a backup quarterback. You're supposed to be there when the starting quarterback is hurt. When he can't play. And he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he had an off game against the Eagles. It's the Eagles. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. I can see it. But I don't know if Cooper Rush... At least right now, could be the starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. I just don't see it. Now, if Dak Prescott comes back and shows me that Cooper Rush can do way better than him, okay, I'll reconsider my decision. But as of now, I I like Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback. But 
I think the Cowboys' defense will take them farther than the offense. That's just what I think. You're talking the defense that has 24 sacks in six weeks, um, four forced fumbles, and two of them recovered, one for a touchdown, and five interceptions. I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. Micah Parsons leading the um, defense. D-Law doing pretty good. Trayvon Diggs, he's making plays. He's making plays. I think he only has one interception this year. But he showed me he's developing as a football player. Um, In the Dallas and Cincinnati game, he made a clutch tackle. Um, he's been, he's been playing good defense, but what concerns me about Trayvon Diggs is the temper tantrum that he threw in the Eagles game, guarding AJ Brown. I don't think that's a good look for him at all. Might show me different. He might show me different and go off the rest of the season, but as of now, that was bad. That was very, 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 very bad. Another defense, another another good defense and bad offense is the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson, it, he's not playing bad, but he's not playing good, if that makes sense. He has good stats, okay stats on on paper. He has fourteen hundred yards um, on sixteen one sixteen of one ninety eight passing, fifty eight point six percent. But he only has five touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you can say they have rushing touchdowns, but I you hear it a lot. But I think it's true. I think that punter should be getting paid more than Russell Wilson. The punter has scored more than half of their points. More than half. And this is a team I have very high expectations of. Maybe that's the reason that they don't look so good to me. Is because I had high expectations. Who knows? But. The Denver Broncos offense is not it. The defense, on the other hand, it, it, it's it's nice. They have 19 sacks, nine forced fumbles, three recovered fumbles, and four interceptions. But what they have been showing me is not playoff football. And I know it's only six weeks. It's only been six weeks from the season, but I, I think the Broncos miss the playoffs. I don't even think they win their division. Um, I think currently they are fourth, if I'm not mistaken, behind the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The I think the Chargers are in second place, and the Raiders ahead of them, if I'm not wrong. I might be wrong. But I don't know. 
the Broncos have to show me something different. On another note, talk about sports without balls. UFC, um, Islam Makachev and Charles Oliveira this Saturday in Abu Dhabi. Um, I think that 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 would be a monster card. I don't know if any of you watch MMA, but I do. Um, I like combat sports. Um, yeah, and in the lower main card we have Sean O'Malley against Peter Yan. Um, I think this would be a challenge for Sean O'Malley. This is most definitely his strongest opponent, his more experienced. I wouldn't say experienced. This uh Pedro, he was pretty experienced, but I think Sean O'Malley is really being tested um against a former champion. Um I think he gets the shocking victory. Let me tell you why. Because Sean O'Malley is a excellent striker. Excellent. I've seen him do some stuff I have never seen any MMA fighter do. He played basketball while punching somebody in the face. Who does that? But I think he is feeding off the, his last fight with a no contest against um, Pedro Munoz due to a eye poke that I I thought he can continue from, but he clearly didn't. And I think um, Peter Yan has something to prove. He uh, just recently lost a championship fight against the co-main event um, and the bantamweight champion, Aljamain Sterling, in a decision. But, and overall, I think Sean O'Malley wins. And in the co-main event, I think, and I know I might be crazy, but I think, T.J. Dillashaw comes short of Aljamain Sterling because T.J. Dillashaw has been out of the octagon for a long time. And he looked good against um, Corey Sandhagen, but I, I, I think he comes, short, comes up short. I, I do. Because um, ring rust is real. You you can't go from not fighting for a very long time, fight one fight, and be gone for a very long time again, and then fight for a championship. It 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 just blows my mind. Honestly, it, it does because I I, I don't know. But I do have Aljamain Sterling winning and retaining his Bantamweight Championship. Um, 
And the main event, this is one I've been waiting for. Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. Oliveira is looking very nice. I, I, very nice in his last five, winning three from submission. He's just coming off a first round submission of Justin Gaethje. And he beat my man Dustin Poirier. I like I like Dustin Poirier. I think if he had another chance, I think he should take it. After his fight with I think uh Michael Chandler it is. I think he should be next for the lightweight championship. That's just me. But yeah, Charles Oliveira is the real deal. Is the real deal. So I think he retains. Or not retains because he got stripped. But I think he wins. The UFC championship. The UFC lightweight championship. Islam Markachev. He, yeah he's good. He's coached by Khabib and everything. I know. I know. But. I don't think he has enough experience. I'm talking about Charles Oliveira, who's been fighting for years and years and years. Yeah, Islam, you've been fighting for years and years, too. But you haven't faced the amount of experience as Charles or the level of competition. Don't get me wrong. In the near future, you will be... UFC champion. You still have a lot ahead of you. He has a lot ahead of him. But this one right here, I think he falls short to the more experienced Charles Oliveira. I, I do. And while on the combat sports side of things, let's talk about the weekend we had in boxing with... The two fights this um, Saturday, we had Deontay Wilder and his return and Haney and Cambosis too. Let's start off with Haney and Cambosis. Devin Haney is the real deal. Devin Haney is the real deal. And the first fight, it was kind of sluggish, I would say. It was a boxing fight. It was it was boxing. He did what he had to do to win the championship. Win win the belts. He had, he did what he had to do. And then the second fight, he completely tore George Cambosis up. Even worse than the first fight. It was even worse than the first one. Devin Haney wanted to knock George Cambosis out. And all credit to George because he was he was tough. He was tough. He was very, very tough. And now I see why they call him a warrior. Because me, personally, I wouldn't want to get hit that many times in my face. That hard. With that much blood. 
dripping down my face. I couldn't do it. So all credit to him. And the shocker of the night was the first round knockout from Deontay Wilder. And I know he's coming off of a brutal loss against Tyson Fury. I I thought it was one of the fights of the year. One of the best rivalries in boxing that I've seen today. And he proved that he still is a force to be reckoned with. I I, I would want to see Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua. Or something bigger. Um, I, I I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, the guy who beat um Anthony Joshua, I would want to see him and Deontay Wilder, and maybe that's a stretch, but I like it. I like it. I want to see it. Um. Okay, and let's talk some playoffs. Um, we are currently in the Major League Baseball playoff. Um, first, the Yankees and the Guardians. Are, well, uh, today they made up for their. Uh, yesterday they made up for their postponed um matchup. And the Yankees won five to one, um, due to some great hitting. Um, John Carlos Stanton hit a three one three run home run. Aaron Judge, I think he hit a home run, and those were big big contribute. Contributors to that win, and on the national on the national league side, we have the NLCS. The Phillies lead um, one to zero, and they took down the the Phillies coming off of a two and zero win, two to nothing win against the uh, Padres. And that, well, it's towards the end of my podcast. And every Wednesday, I'm going to do NFL predictions. We are currently on week seven. And week seven's Thursday night game is the Saints and the Cardinals taking the Cardinals. Oh, we got a whole list to go down, so I hope you're listening. The Falcons and Bengals, I got the Bengals. The Lions and Cowboys, I got the Cowboys. The Colts and Titans, I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I don't think Matt Ryan gets that one. Um, The Packers and Commanders, I got the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out hungry against the Commanders, coming off his loss against the Jets. Um... The Bucks and Panthers. I got the Bucks. I don't think Tom Brady 
is going to um, let the Panthers run all over him like the Steelers did. Mm -hmm. Um, I got the Jets and the Broncos. I got the Jets beating the Broncos in an upset this week. But I don't really think it's going to – I don't really think it's an upset if the Jets win because – of how good they've been looking and the Broncos, how bad they've been looking. But I got that for the upset of the week. Um, the Jags and Giants, I got the Giants. The Browns and Ravens, of course I got the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens all year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If your team is playing the Ravens, I am not picking them at all. Um... The Texans and Raiders, uh, I got the Raiders winning. Um, the Texans, eh, they've been doing okay. They just won their first game. So there are no more winless teams in the NFL. Um, but I don't I don't think that they beat the Raiders. Raid, but I don't think they beat the Raiders. Coming off the game, the Raiders just had... Um, the Seahawks and Chargers, I have the Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert is looking pretty nice. But I could be wrong because Geno Smith and DK Metcalf are looking very, very dangerous this year. Um, the Chiefs and the Niners, I have the Chiefs. Even though I picked the Niners to be my Super Bowl team representing the NFC, um, I still think that the Chiefs will pull this out somewhere, somehow. Um, Sunday night, we have the Steelers and the Dolphins. I think the Fins take that one. Um, maybe if um, I'm pretty sure Tua is still not playing. But if Kenny Pickett does play, I think that. The Steelers might have a chance, but the Dolphins healthy. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, um, Mike Gusecki. I think I think the Dolphins pull this one out. Um and Monday night football. I think the Bears take this one over the Patriots. Just being I don't know if um, Mac Jones will play. I doubt that he will, but I'm going to take the Bears. Like I said, my upset for this week is the Jets. And that is about it for today's podcast um thank you for watching if you thank you for listening if you listened all the way through um again my name is aj um the more i get used to this i might slow down talk more points but your support and criticism is so 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 much appreciated and i will be dropping this podcast 
every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on most platforms you can think of. Uh, I'll be posting little clips here and there on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, um, when me and Shelby do get in the tune, um, I will be, we will, we will be, um, doing more video podcasts on YouTube, uh, we'll do more introductions here and there, um, about us too, and yeah, so thank you for listening, um, without further ado, see you next time, peace.